Hey, fellow nerds, we are back and better than ever. And after a one-year hiatus, we are here once again to review movies, share nerd news, give you a buttload of memes, and probably ruin some classic movies for you as well. And in order to keep up with all of that, you're going to need to follow us on all of our social media. That's going to be Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, that's going to be at Chew on This Podcast. And on Instagram and Twitter, that's going to be at Chew on This Pod. And as always, thank you to all of our listeners and followers. It really makes that $0 per year plus benefit salary worth every penny. So drink up, smoke up, or build a Lego set while you listen to the show. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 372 of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. All right, well, here, we're here to debut a brand new segment, and uh, we're going to do, this is our second time doing We're going to do it the right way now. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to hear our first crack at it, it's going to be up on Patreon sometime after this episode drops. Yeah. Um, we're just going to throw it up on Patreon, so whoever is still... Uh, subscribed over there, you should be able yeah, to. Yeah, just as little as a dollar. Little as a dollar a month, and you can and, listen to uh, the shit. You'll see how badly it, it starts, and, uh, I don't, I don't know if we saved Is it, it as like, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash chew on this podcast, I think. Podcast. Fuck, podcast. I don't remember. Right. <laughs> just Google it. Google go Patreon and chew on this. Go, go on Facebook social media. Yeah. yeah, we'll put it on there. We'll put it on <laughs> anyway, there so you. we're here, we're here to take two, and this is the one we're going to release to everybody is, uh, chew on this presents how the sausage is made. And so we're still trying to figure this out, but we're going to see if this is, this is a better take on trying it to do the first time. <laughs> so I'm going to start by, uh, talking about the movie. And so the premise is, I is have that to one guess. of us, one of us has no clue what the episode is going to be about. The other person is supposed to have done research on the movie, especially whether or not the other person had seen the movie. <laughs> Cause that's what happened on take one. And so, so if you want to hear about that, you go listen to that show. Cause we break it down really well on how badly this fucked up over a simple thing. <laughs> so anyway, so. <clears throat> So we're here, and I, and so BJ has no clue what movie we're doing tonight at all, at all. He just knows that we're going to be doing a movie that we've both seen, and it's going to be in the in the eighties at least. In the 80s. is it Showgirls? <laughs> that was in the nineties, I think. I think I was in high school when that movie came out. Right. It's definitely not that one. But when we move to the nineties, you're going to get me on at least one of those guesses. So when you, when we move to the nineties, just say, is it showgirls every time? Every time. And at least one of them is going to be. Is it. Kyle McLaughlin in it? Yeah. Right. All right. So Random. this, this movie, this movie was released in the same year as Top Gun and Golden Child. Oh, 1986. Good. Yep. That's good. Both of those movies were actually turned down by the director that directed this movie. Oh, wow. 
Okay. Any, any hints yet? Any, anything yet? No. No. I'm trying to think what came out that year. Hmm. Okay, keep going. Okay, the guy who created Slimer for the Ghostbusters movie created a very similar type-looking uh, special effect puppeteer in this movie. Holy crap. I have no clue. I'm usually pretty good at this shit. All right. Uh, have, it's not I, It's not Masters of the Universe because that, that came out a year later. 87, yeah, because I think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Originally... This movie was a Western. Oh, shit. Now I'm really... Originally. Originally. Okay. But then they updated it to take place in the 80s. Wow. Man, you got me stumped. I, I, But I know I've seen... I mean, I've seen so many movies in the 80s. It's a, I know it I've is seen a, this movie. It is a 20th Century Fox release. Um, uh, Alien? Aliens? Okay. The lead actor... Here's another one. The lead actor uh, of this movie... Turned down the role of Connor McCloud in Highlander that was released in the same year as this movie was released. Oh, he turned it down? He turned down the main role in Highlander, which, again, was released in 86, the same as this movie. Damn. Man, you got me stumped. You got me so stumped right now. And I know know once you tell me what it is, I'm going to feel like an idiot. Uh, Okay, Uh, I'm trying to think of what are the... Let me see if I have one more. Um, that would give you a hint. Um, there is a scene in the movie where you'll probably get it after this, but the title translated is evil spirits make a big scene in little spiritual state. Um, are we talking big trouble, little China? Yep. That's the one. Oh shit. So, like you said, like you said, this movie was released in 1986. John Carpenter turned down in the same year Golden Child and Top Gun. Wow. Turned down both of those movies. Kurt Russell was the one who who turned down the role of uh in Highlander. Oh man, that would have been a much different movie uh if uh, he yeah. was in that. Yeah, I probably would have watched it because I still to this day have never watched the first Highlander. Oh, I have. It's probably better. It's probably the best one out of all of them, to be well, honest. Well, that's not saying much, I think. No, it's not. But Okay, so, and of course... Oh, because... I love Big Trouble Little China. What yeah. a fucking weird movie that was. So, let me do the boring stuff. 74% okay. of Rotten Tomatoes. Only 65 reviews, but again, this is probably pulled from archival shit. So, back in 1987, there really wasn't that many critics out there. No. So, so 65 sounds about right for this. <clears throat> It had a budget anywhere roughly between twenty three to twenty five million. Um, doing the research, so, I, those are two different numbers, so not bad for for this movie. Quite a now, bit for eighty six. That's quite a bit. Now the cave, the caveat to that is is that with that budget, Carpenter only had seventeen weeks to shoot this film. Oh wow! Right, because he turned down the Golden Child, which was another movie about. An American funny guy, like yep. thrown into you know Asian mysticism and culture and shit like that, right? And they mm-hmm. had Eddie Murphy was already attached to that film, so they okay. wanted to beat Golden Child, which is why they got the bigger budget. 
but they also had to get the film out faster, which meant the shorter shooting time, right? So according to the research that I did, this movie, they thought that they were going to get an Indiana Jones type movie, where, yeah, but yeah. dealt with China mysticism and culture and shit like that. So they thought Kurt Russell's character was going to be the swashbuckling hero. What they got was that Indiana Jones was the sidekick to Short Round. Yep. So yep. if you watch this movie again, and I just, and I did in preparation for this, I watched this movie again and holy shit is this movie fantastic. It's even <laughs> better than I remember because I understood with more mature eyes what Carpenter was trying to do. Okay. And what's fantastic about this movie is that because I had grown up watching, you know, a lot of karate and kung fu movies and ninja stuff from like, you know, my upbringing and, you know, my parents always bringing that stuff from overseas and from the Chinese stores that you could rent uh, these yeah. movies from overseas. Yeah. I had grown up with this stuff, right? So when I saw this, I was like, oh man, this is kind of a cheap knockoff of what I've seen, right? Because um, originally John Carpenter wanted Jackie Chan for Wang Chi. Really? But the studio turned him down because they, because there's a lot of exposition in the movie and there's a lot of dialogue that Wang Chi has to explain to Jack Burton. Yeah. And, and he... Jackie's not got the best English. So I kind of understood, you know, why that would have been a problem, but I think it could have still worked out with him, you know, speaking. Like it would have taken a bunch of takes maybe at that point in time because his English yeah. has gotten a lot better. Better, yeah. But I still could have think it would have worked out, but I, I kind of like the... I kind of like the character that they got because Dunn, the the guy Dennis, I think it's Dennis Dunn, is the the character Wang Chi is supposed to be, even though he's got like a straight up like you know Chinese name, yeah, he's 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 meant to be an Asian American, you know, Chinese American, not yeah, not an immigrant. So I think it kind of works out better in this case. Um, But Carpenter was literally trying to turn the Hollywood trope upside down. So like, so looking back on it now and understanding the time that this movie was released and taking myself out of the movie, there's no movies like this that were ever made at this point in time. Like no. this movie is really fucking progressive. And, like well, the dumbest person, the, the, the worst person or the most ill-equipped person to deal with any of this shit in this movie is Jack Burton. <laughs> He is yeah, the most yeah. ill-equipped to deal with anything about anything. the shit that he does in this movie, right? He literally knocks himself out at the final battle in the beginning of it. That's like <laughs> if you watch Braveheart and he fucking trips while he's fucking trips. running. That yeah, major battle. Out. <laughs> and he just misses half the fucking battle and then he wakes up and they fucking win. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's so right. when he actually wakes up from this major battle... He then immediately gets stuck after he kills the first person that he goes up against. He's right. stuck for the rest of the stuck fucking for the battle. Rest of the, yeah. That's the That's major right. battle at the end of the movie. So, and that was actually Kurt Russell's idea to knock himself out for that end battle scene. Because the entire movie was based on just turning the whole, you know, Hollywood trope 
white yeah, savior down upside down and show that like he's worse than the sidekick. He's like very ill equipped. Kim Cattrall, <laughs> Kim Cattrall <laughs> is more in tune of what's going on in the movie than, yeah. than, than Jack Burton's character is or, or Kurt Russell's character is. Like yeah, she, I, she is more equipped to deal with what's. He literally has no fucking clue what's going on, and he doesn't hide it because there's multiple times in the movies, even towards the end, where he's seeing like all these creatures and shit. He's like, "What the fuck was that?" Right when that thing comes out of the tunnel, out of the tunnel, like, yeah, right. Like he's like, "What the fuck?" Like you know, he's like, "What the hell is that? What was that?" And so it really is an Asian American story that happens to be the white audience who's Jack Burton seeing it through their eye, like seeing it through his eyes. Like everybody there knows what the fuck is going on except for Jack Burton. Except for him. What, and there's what multiple the, times that he messes up. I'm curious now how much, cause I, I remember very distinctly I was in LA and I think stand by me was out. And Big Trouble in Little China was out. So like, yeah, Stand this by movie me w- did not do. It opened at number twelve. Yeah, I think it only made like eleven million or ten million, if I remember yeah, right. It like something oh, yeah, really I, low. I, I missed out on the rest of the. Yeah, it only um, made eleven but million. I remember I was in L.A. with my cousins, and they wanted to see a movie, and we it was between those two right. that we went and saw Big Trouble in Little China instead, because across the street in another movie theater was Stand By Me, and there was a line around the corner. And we're like, uh, yeah, let's go to this fucking movie. So we go to this movie, and I remember just, like, <clears throat> sitting there going, like, what the fuck is this? Like, it was just the weirdest, most bizarre thing I'd ever seen in the theater at that time. And I think I was, like, 13. And I've seen movies like Critters at that point, and I saw Labyrinth and, like, you know, like a ton of, ton of those kind of movies. Right. Nothing like this. Like yeah. nothing even close to this because nothing in Hollywood ever did anything like this. They didn't. Nobody knew anything about Chinese, like you know, mysticism and magic and culture and any yeah. of that shit, right? And that's what this movie was. Even though it was written and done by you know and directed by a white guy, a white dude, yeah, uh, or uh, white people, like they actually did a really good job at because it's not a satire; it's an homage. It's an homage, yeah. So, like, context matters in when you're doing something like this. And, yeah, it was a white director. It was a white lead. But, like, it's not a white movie. Like, it, it, you can't look at this movie and say, like, John Carpenter did not actually, like, d- like he actually directed a really progressive film that mm-hmm. only has three white actors in the movie. Yeah. It's uh And Jack everyone Burton. else... Kim Cattrall and um, the reporter, the, the, the reporter. white, la- the yeah. other white lady reporter. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is Chinese. Everyone. Yeah. But it's if I remember right, it's been like it's probably been twenty years since I've seen this movie. So I'm trying to remember, like, uh, were they they were they were like in a building? It, I'm trying to think. Where did all the the Creatures and stuff come from that was like in the subway, like where that was in the sewer of the. It was, was everything under, it was like in the just sewers concentrated? Of Chinatown. Okay, so Chinatown. everything was concentrated in Chinatown. That's underneath where all Chinatown. the yeah, yeah, the yeah. mysticism and the spiritual stuff and the yeah. creatures and yeah, it was the underground yeah. realm of like Chinatown. Okay, okay. So uh, that's here's right. another here's another interesting thing too of, of like how 
how right John Carpenter was trying to do for like an homage to like Asian or Chinese stuff, right? That if you remember the beginning of this movie opens with Egg Shen talking to a lawyer. Yeah. About what took place, right? You think, you figure like he's being arrested or it's part of a, like he's being sued or something's going on, right? You're never really given a reason why. And there's a reason why you're never given a reason why. So in the scene, he's talking about, you know, the magic or alluding to all these crazy things that take place, right? But he specifically calls out Jack Burton and says how courageous and brave and that they're all thankful Jack Burton was there um to to help them or even yeah. to help them like even to lead them or whatever right whatever it is right and that's the opening of this of the movie and then it cuts to the rest of the film so the rest of the film yeah looking back on it there's a I was like that's kind of like I didn't I didn't pick up on it and then it makes total sense why that so feels disjointed is because that was never part of the original film. The film opens after that scene happens. It was the executives that wanted the white lead to look more courageous, but they didn't have enough budget or time to shoot any more scenes, action sequences. So they put so, that at the beginning to kind of say to like... To kind of build up Jack Burton's character. Okay. And like there's footage out there where where John Carpenter basically is like, no, it's bullshit. Like, he literally calls the scene bullshit, but he had to shoot it and put yeah. it in front of his film because yeah. they purposely wanted to make Jack Burton be the bumbling idiot sidekick because he is. And the one thing that he's good at just so happens to be what Lopan fucking fails at. Mm. Like, because remember, like, if you think, oh my god, he's such an idiot, then why did he get to kill Lopan? Because if you remember, remember, if you remember how the film opens, it opens with, uh, him cleaning them out. Like they, they basically play from like night till dawn, like gambling, right? And yeah. Burton cleans them all out and Wang is pissed. So he, he bets him double or nothing that he can cut the bottle cleanly in half with a machete. Right. Oh, <laughs> and remember the machete. And remember he doesn't do it, and the bottle flaps up, and Burton catches it immediately without flinching. Right, which is basically what happens at the end of the movie, where Lopan throws the knife at him, knife and at he him. just catches it quickly catches and it. throws it back at him. That's yeah, the nails only him right way in the head. this makes sense, right? Because he's a bumbling idiot through everything but carpenter is such a great film director that he puts that scene at the beginning of the movie so that it pays off at the fucking end at the end yeah and i never i never picked up on it until this viewing now now i'm so oh my god i have to watch this movie again it's been a long time i have these like pictures of things in my mind of like like i know that guy i i swear mortal Kombat ripped off rate ripped off that guy for raiden it, it, um, it didn't rip him off it was no much so listen to this other studio yeah. bullshit right so not only did they try to shoot that white savior scene in the beginning right so there's a there so the the story goes that they they show the film to the execs right and in one of the exec showings one of the guys gets up from the beginning of the movie leaves and comes back at a later portion of the movie, almost towards the end of the movie, right? Wow. Carpenter receives all these fucking laundry lists of notes from this guy, 
right? And every single fucking thing that this executive brings up was explained in the part of the movie that he fucking got up and left from. Right, right. And Carpenter is just fucking fuming at this point. Like, are you fucking kidding me? This was one of his only, I think, big budget movies, right? And then after this, he's like, fuck this, I'm going back to, like, just doing independent filmmaking. Yeah, this this one, after this one, it spawned, um, I forget the first one after this, but he did They Live after this. Oh, God, which is another classic fucking classic movie. Yeah. And the thing... The thing was, the the reason why those movies look so much different than this movie is because he only had sometimes one to three million dollars to make those movies. They were fully independently funded or sponsored somehow. So, like, they look completely different. But if you take a look at They Live, it really holds up because of the underlying message. And that was back then. Yeah. Right. Imagine so, if could budgeting. you imagine if somebody was listening to this podcast and just doesn't listen to anything, like in the middle of our show, and then gave us critiques on all the shit that they missed? How pissed off we would be! <laughs> yeah, um, but that's typical. I mean, not some of that it hasn't changed. I think a lot of these executives are just on these ridiculously weird power trips and think that they know none of these people like have you know went to like you know are creative writers or you know english majors or written for anything you know um gosh i mean i was just listening to like conan o'brien the other day and i realized oh yeah that's right he graduated from harvard you know but he's a fucking like an amazing he's amazing comedian writer and all that stuff like he's super intelligent but you got these executives that are just like Oh yeah, throw it like basically throwing stuff in the movie that they feel like they want. Like they right. don't know what the general consensus is. Like imagine the Daniels, you're like, "Hey, uh we want you to do a big trouble little China movie." Fuck. It it would be a ridiculously awesome movie, right? Uh but these But you know, there's something about this movie that that <coughs> if I were the Daniels, I would not want to touch this movie. Why yeah, would you? Well, yeah. I wouldn't want to touch it. I wouldn't want to continue this movie. Like I wouldn't want to do it. Someone, like, someone is trying to do a sequel to it. Yeah, there. It's been reported as early as like just a few months ago. I think it's The Rock, and they want to do like a continuation of it, which I, I'm wholly against it. It's that time of the show where I ask you to review our show on iTunes and Facebook. On iTunes, you can just look us up at Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. And on Facebook, once again, that is at Chew on This Podcast. So please head on over and give us one of those nice five-star reviews and tell us how we changed your life and made it for the better. And now, back to the show. So there's this port, There's a part of the movie where they're going to prepare for the battle, I think. They end up in a fire station, and that fire mm-hmm. station, if you look carefully, is built out differently, but the structure is there. And it looks familiar because it was the business interior that was used for Ghostbusters. Oh shit! Not the nice. same. Not the same one from the outside where you yeah, know, the yeah. Ecto one is. It's the inside. It's, it's the interior where you see all the other shit. That's where that really from. did you so catch just, it like right away, or did you like have to look that up? I well, because I was watching it for the show, I was paying attention. I was like, "Nah, that can't be." And I'm like, "This looks really familiar, though." And so I looked it up, and it was actually that. 
They share so like, it with the Ghostbusters. Like, you see so there's the like, background. There's, there's so much shit that I picked up in this movie that I never, that I that I never did before. Like, so there's you know I know it's been a while since you've watched this movie, but there's a part in the movie in the beginning where Jack goes down this alleyway in San and this is supposed to take place in San Francisco Chinatown. Now, if you know San Francisco Chinatown, the touristy part where they're at. Is only like four blocks, and but it's like yeah. one street, right? Yeah, they're literally driving for like half a mile behind this fucking alleyway <laughs> in a fucking pickup truck, and not a pickup uh, truck, a fucking sixteen wheel semi truck, yeah, right, w- without the trailer, right? <laughs> right. Like this is the most in the worst fucking thing you could be driving around, especially in San Francisco, driving up and down those hills, right? Like yeah. this is the worst thing you would want to drive in San Francisco because Wang actually has a fucking truck, which is so much better to drive. It, like an automatic truck than a fucking semi truck, right? So- <laughs> That's stick shift. Yeah. Um. So so anyway, so there's that scene where they they're they're pulling up, and all of a sudden they're caught in the gang war, right? And mm-hmm. what's funny is I forgot the beginning portion of that, which is they all just start taking out guns and start shooting each other. Shooting. <laughs> and and they're like you know it, it it goes against the trope of like you know they're dressed in like this formal. You know, yeah. Chinese funeral garb or whatever. But then they start shooting each other with weapon, like guns, right? But then they stop shooting each other with guns. For some reason, they just stop shooting. And then all of a sudden, the whole, you know, the, the rest of the, the, the weapons and they start doing like, you know, kung fu and shit and, and fighting hand to hand, which is kind of crazy because they don't, no, it doesn't, it never shows that they run out of bullets. They just stop <laughs> shooting. Like both sides at the same time don't even look at each other and just know at this point in time we're just gonna stop shooting. Let's start and, fight. and just Let's start use fighting. all like I don't even know where they put the guns away. Because it can't be because they ran out of bullets because there's a guy out he's pretty popular, the guy with the um he's got like a cross he's got a cross uh like bullet vest on mm-hmm. and they're all just fucking bullets they're all still there so that guy never ran out of bullets but he decides <laughs> just to stop shooting too like somehow it's a non-verbal agreement that they decided to stop between shooting two gangs between two <laughs> gangs that want to kill each other to just stop shooting at this point and then just start using martial arts weapons oh i don't know God. why so that happens and do you remember do you remember at the end where you know they're cheer- they're about to cheers because they're about to go on the mission, but they drink the shit that egg pour- pours out to everybody that was like smoking, yeah. smoking, yeah. So egg is saying this like you know Chinese proverb or whatever the fuck he's saying, right? And then all of a sudden Wang starts spouting this military patriotic shit. Like, do you remember the scene? <laughs> I try to remember it vaguely. Where he's like, "Here's vaguely. to the you know and the red, white, and blue never." Yeah, never, yeah. Do you remember that? And yeah, I'm like, I kind of do. And like, it was and so I'm, out of left field. You're like, what is it? What is this going? What is this? I knew it was out of left field then, but again, I'm watching this movie with like my podcasting review eyes, and I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> and I'm like, did <laughs> that they think executive? It, he's like, like, put this in. Yeah, but don't have the white guy say because that would be too obvious. Let's yeah, have the way let's have the, the Chinese guy say it for yeah, no reason. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing: the military was never mentioned once before that scene or once after that after. scene it's like wang Very i don't think was in the military you know burton definitely wasn't in the military no you know egg wasn't in the where the fuck did that come from 
It's very, Could you imagine like, if added. we're can imagine if me, you, and Arnell are out celebrating like, you know, your fiftieth is coming up. And right in the middle of your fiftieth, like cheers before we take a shot, I say I start spouting off something about the fucking Marines. <laughs> like out of nowhere. I'd be like, Wow, how like, much dude, did you have what? to drink? Did you drink before? <laughs> Yeah, did you have some absinthe? <laughs> what is what is, what's going on here? <laughs> like that's crazy that it just comes out of nowhere. I that move. I'm telling you, man, that movie. It felt like you know I've said before where I'm like throw everything in and the kitchen sink. It felt like those kind of that kind of movie where well, it was just like the most bizarre shit. They just kept throwing it in there. Well, speaking over of bizarre, and over remember again. one of my clues to you was that it was originally a western, right? So originally, that's interesting. In, yeah, originally Jack Burton was called this other character, and he was again. This is like in the 1800s now, when the Chinese were building the railroads out west. The railroads. Mm-hmm. So Jack Burton plays another character. I don't remember his name. He's the same. He's the same white guy lead, but he's a in the 1800s, a basically a cowboy. But yeah. he but he sells or gives like buffalo meat. To the Chinese people that are mm-hmm. that are building the railroad, and <laughs> and in this script, in the, in the first script, something she he's still marrying somebody, but something happens where Lopan, who's still Lopan in that, has to like marry, thinks that marrying this his this girl's this guy's fiance, who ends up being Wang in the updated version, uh, has to marry this woman to break the curse so that kind of that core is still 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 there that's still there but so the pork chop express which is jack's truck right in the Mm -hmm. movie the pork chop express is not called the pork chop express because they're not he's not peddling pork he's giving buffalo meat his horse gets taken away so (laughs) by lopan's people so that's why the jack burton original character in the first version goes into this because his horse gets stolen because wow. if you think about this movie and if you watch it again literally the only thing jack cares about is his fucking it's truck his truck that's yep. it that's all he cares about the fiance helping wang out who's apparently his friend is secondary to finding this truck <laughs> but originally it was a horse it was a horse yeah so everything uh, got updated. Everything got updated to the to uh, to the '80s by a guy named Richter. I think his last name is okay. right. Okay. The original writers were the ones who did the Western thing. Richter changed everything up until the I, to the I '80s version, s- and he actually added the fact that Burton was more of a sidekick than the original script. So, but those original writers sued through the Writers Guild or some shit like that, right? Uh-huh. And so if you look at it, even though Carpenter has actually defended Richter and said, we didn't shoot that film. We didn't shoot that original script. We right, shot right. Richter's film. Even though the low pan thing is still there, almost 90% of the movie is completely changed. It's not even in the 1800s. Right, right. right. Like I just told you, the horse is... A, a fucking semi truck here. But I can't say that it would have been any better. <laughs> like I don't. No, I, that movie would have been so much worse. So much. Yeah, I, that I would think, have been terrible. I think changing and updated it made made a lot of sense. But I if mean, you watch the movie, 
if you look at the if you look at the titles because it comes up in the beginning it says uh story or screenplay by those two original guys and then in smaller yeah. letters it says adapted by this guy Richter now yeah, yeah, one yeah. of the guys one of those two guys i think his name is Goldman went on to write the screenplay for total recall oh wow the dickhead that Arnold Schwarzenegger ends up like getting his hands chopped off by the elevator. That yeah, yeah. guy, that Michael. dickhead, yeah. is named Richter. So the fucking right. guy who hated the oh, had a beef, nice. had a beef with the guy who adapted to the to the Richter who who actually adapted it to the to the movie that we yeah that was a big loved. fuck you to him. Yeah, but again, if you if they filmed that movie. It would have been worse because it would have never achieved the status have, that it does. Have today. fun at the party, Richter. <laughs> right. That's, so he's named after the guy who adapted their movie for Big Trouble in Little China. Have fun at the party. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember that. Oh, that's funny. That's a that's a nice little deep deep cut there. Yeah. Um, I'm sure a lot of writers do that. I mean, if I was a writer, I'd probably put a lot of people that I knew into movies, like name wise. Uh, yeah. you know, associated with, with whatever, but that's like, that's great. And talk about Total Recall was a huge hit. So it's like, right. <laughs> it's a big screw you to the other, those people. So um, there's another scene also in the movie where it was Lopan's wedding, right? And he comes out of that fucking, that, that ridiculous <laughs> that neon skull. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's so stupid, but it works. For some reason, it works because later on there's a scene where the lights on the skull are knocked out and it doesn't mm -hmm. look the same. It doesn't look right. It doesn't look scary anymore. But somehow yeah. when Lopan is coming down that fucking escalator with the, with the neon lights all over, it's so 80s, but it's so beautiful. It's, it works <laughs> so well. So james hong the obviously the legendary james hong is in that movie and plays multiple characters of the same yep. character yep. right so he plays like a 2000 year old uh uh low pan in the wheelchair but then he plays uh low pan as the fucking okay. nine foot tall guy right mm -hmm. so that escalator was custom built for that scene right really if you watch it again it's really it's a really thin escalator and James Hong is on these like, you know, two and a half foot like platform shoes to make himself taller. Mm -hmm. He's got to come down this. So he's up like 26 feet in the air oh, looking no. down on this thing. Now, if you watch his face, right, he's actually quite frightening coming down to marry these two women, right? And <laughs> lucky bastard. <laughs> right. Which I got to think about that too. Like he, he looks pretty formidable coming down yeah. the stairs. Apparently yeah. though, he was scared shitless, almost pissing himself because he thought he was going to die. Like, heights. Yeah, heights and the fact that, like, he's coming down this escalator and he has to look badass, but he feels like he's just going to fucking fall over. And if he oh falls over, there's nothing saving him. He's not nope. He's not attached to anything. So right. my my thing about this is imagine you're a low pen, right? You've waited 2,000 years to be human again, right? You trip not and fall only, and break your neck. Not only that, right? But on your wedding night, you're about to have a fucking threesome. The first time you've had sex in 2,000 years, and it's going to be with two women at the same time. He's just sweating bullets. And those dickheads come in and ruin it. Imagine you're Lopan, 
and that's that's what happens on your wedding night. Oh man, you go from not having sex in like two thousand years to the first time you're going to have sex after two thousand years is going to be a threesome, right? And those guys ruin your wedding night. Yeah, <laughs> not when you put it that you're, way. You're killed by a guy with lipstick on his fucking lips. Oh my god, when you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> He's having a bad fucking night, man. Right? Uh, like they you just go cut, from it's the, the ultimate you go from block. the ultimate high. Imagine your first time ever having sex is a three is a threesome and some bunch of dickheads ruin it for you. And that's what happens here. Granted, it was totally wrong, but I'm just saying from Lopan's point of view. Point of view. It fucking sucks. It's like I'm on top of the world. Right. I mean, Lopan is a complete piece of shit and oh, it's, it fully would have been a threesome based off of rape, right? Like it was yeah, never yeah. going to be consensual. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible, 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 horrible. <laughs> but from Lopan's point of view, those guys cock blocked him. Big time. Like Big time. The ultimate. <laughs> I've waited 2000 years to even get blood back into my dick. <laughs> And why do these marriage ceremonies take so long? He would have. <laughs> I do. Know, I do. Let's go. <laughs> it would have been fucking hilarious. Not not hilarious in like the whole rape thing, but it would have been funny in a comical way where like I, for some reason I see this in like a fucking like Simon Pegg like you know one of those like one of those um, movies he did with. Uh, uh, the, all those British movies like uh, like Hot Fuzz and all those movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, where, yeah. Where, like, he pumps once, he's done, and in the very next scene, he's playing video games while the two <laughs> women are still in bed. <laughs> Completely unsatisfied. That's... A- <laughs> <laughs> Again, video games. Lopan is a hockey. terrible, terrible person. <laughs> He's played hockey and on the Sega. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Like> ball rats. <laughs> he goes. He goes out in full Lopan gear to the fucking Freehold Mall in New Jersey. <laughs> just <laughs> he just goes. Lopan goes fully dressed up in his Chinese fucking platforms and shit. All that stuff to go <laughs> drink out of that little Pepsi cup with cup. Brody. <laughs> oh, there's another scene. So I remember the whole hockey thing. The whole hockey game thing was really funny for Mallrats. That made me right. laugh. But the one that made me laugh even more was in Swingers when they're playing, uh, they're playing hockey and the Vince Vaughn character's like, Oh, I could, if I, do it just right i could make it to where like he's like gnawing on him like he's like the character like one of the hockey people just starts gnawing on the other hockey person then blood comes all over there's like some like button that he hits and like one of the guys i think one of the guys like the the doorbell rings and he's like don't fucking touch anything and he walks to go do something and he comes back and Vince Vaughn does that move and he starts like <laughs> not <laughs> like oh god it's so fucking funny then they just uh, start fighting each other there's times where I'm playing online with Ghost of Tsushima you know how much I love playing that game online yeah yeah and there's there'll be guys that like do the 
dumbest fucking things, even though I'm, like, yelling into my control pad because it's on the PS5. I'm, like, literally yelling into the control pad, like, do this. Like, what are you doing? Like, save the base. And they constantly just ignore me, right? Yeah. And so when they die, there's a button where, like, you can, like, it's, you're actually, like, you're actually trying to parry. But if there's nothing to parry, it looks like you're squatting down. You're squatting down. So before I revive him, these people who are complete idiots, it'll look like I'm taking a shit on their face before right. I revive them. <laughs> That's right. That's the only reprieve I have is to make my fucking character look like they're squatting and teabagging them. Like uh. I'll, hit, I'll hit circle repeatedly. So it'll look like I'm just like squatting down and squatting down and squatting down. It looks like I'm teabagging them. So that's yeah, the only reprieve yeah. I get for them being stupid and sucking at the game. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Alright, alright, one more, two more, two more. I got two more <laughs> Actually, I got a shit ton more, but. Okay. So, um, so remember when the lightning guy dies, right? Lightning's one of the three storms. Yes. How did they kill it, him again? <laughs> they drop one of those giant fucking statue Buddhas on him. He dies. With, like, oh worst yeah, life, right. Well, because the other guy just gets really big and he keeps getting big till he explodes. And I'm like, right. why like, did you do that? Yeah, he, I guess he. I guess he loved Lopan that much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it was just like watermelon chunks everywhere. That's all it was. <laughs> right. It was so gross. But the thing is, it's like it's back in 1980 something, and this is like peak practical effects. Everything was yeah. practical effects. Except yeah. for obviously the lightning. Speaking of which, that's the whole reason for bringing up the lightning. So when he dies, right, there's a final shot of lightning yeah. that shoots out. And apparently if you slow it down or catch it enough, it shoots Chinese characters up into the, you know, no. the and the Chinese characters say carpenter in Chinese. And it's an homage okay, to obviously that's, the director of carpenter. That's pretty rad. Right. That's rad. And so here's another one. So like we live in an age where you know, Marvel, if you're going to be in a Marvel movie, you're probably going to have to train for like six to eight months, especially if, 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 if you're going to be like, you know, Hemsworth playing Thor, like you're right, going to need right. to be ripped for that movie. Right. So yep. tons and tons of training and eating, right. For like six to eight months. Right. Even Paul Rudd got a six pack for, for being an Ant-Man. Right. Yeah. Even though his suit has nothing to Which do with having no a six sense. pack. Right. But <laughs> yeah. whatever. But he got he got ripped for it. Obviously, like you know, yeah. Chris Evans for Captain America. I mean, how fucking huge is that guy, right? Yeah. Well, working at Basket of Robins, you know, that gets Kurt you Russell. <laughs> Kurt Russell trained for two months for this movie. That's it. <laughs> two months. Does he ever take his shirt off? I don't remember. He just had like a wife beater on. Oh, you can't call it that. He had, a, he had like a he tank had, top he, on. He had a tank top that was like yeah. some like Chinese tank top. But he was yeah, he had yeah. pretty big arms. But I'm just saying. The different level the difference, of, yeah, oh yeah. Because well, look he, at look at De- I mean, Deadpool three hasn't hasn't even come like they haven't even filmed one second in that movie, and both those guys have just been training for months, right? Like, yeah. and you keep seeing those videos; they look just humongous. These guys, right? right. Jackman's going to get ripped for this, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that is our I think our first successful. Uh, uh, Chew on this presents how the yeah, sausage is made. That's great for, for Big Trouble in Little China. That's Lots a good of other stuff. That's a good do, one. But. That's a good one. It's a good one. It's such a classic movie. I again, I remember this movie came out. I was thirteen years old when I watched it. I was like, "What the hell is this thing?" And it's one of those movies that was on rotation all the time. I, I'd see this movie HBO. all the time. Oh yeah, over there, and over again. I can't believe how big of a of a 
how big of an influence HBO was on my childhood. Oh because my god! Because there's, yeah. there's movies that I love more. Like I think when we first met, I told you like I think I liked Return of the Jedi a lot more growing up because that was on HBO more than any that of the other movies. That was on a huge rotation. Uh, that movie, um, I remember like in '87 they they would play Beverly Hills Cop. I mean, two, that's like, how over I love again. That's how I love the Monster Squad. Beverly Hills Cop was one. Yes, uh, yes. Big Trouble Monster in Little Squad. China was another. Uh, of those 80 movies. Uh, Critters. Um, I saw Critters like a ton of times. Right. Like Labyrinth a ton of times. Ghostbusters uh, was one. Goonies. Goonies, Goonies was course, on right? there. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking, that was a good like three or four year period there where, I mean, I remember Top Gun was the biggest thing, but then like the following year, what was it? It was like Iron, what was the other one? This, um, this is the same. So, so Big with Trouble Chappie. Little Chappie. I can't remember what it is. Iron Eagle. <laughs> Iron Eagle, Iron. yeah. Iron Eagle comes out and we're like, oh, this is better than Top Gun. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's so not. Cause I, I've <laughs> watched so it recently. Not. It's definitely not better than a Top Gun. A teenager flying, flight of the only, right. That's the only reason why I thought it was better because it, it, cause I watched it as a teenager. Like, I'm like, oh shit, that. I can fly an F-16. <laughs> like, F-16, an F-16 and entire, against an entire country. An entire country. <laughs> Well, you probably could now because you play so many games. You're like, I could do this. No, there's no fucking way. There's You'd be no, dead. I don't care like... how many fucking games. I don't care how many games I play. There's no way I'm Ghost taking Shiba, over. You're like, I can hold the samurai sword. Let's go. Just imagine trying to take over a country with one plane. Yeah. Like, he wasn't trying to take over a country. He was trying to rescue his dad. Rescue how his the, dad, yeah. How the fuck was... He's in an F-16. <laughs> It's not like he was on a motorcycle and could just <coughs> hop on and just fucking get out of there. He's unstoppable. He's on an F-16. <coughs> it takes yeah. some time to land, then to taxi. Oh, oh. D- did you ever see that movie called The Rescue? It was yeah. about these um, these men in the military. They get, I think they go on a mission or something. They all get captured. And their it? sons, their sons, like, uh, go on this, like, they're Who's in it? begging, they're begging to like get help and no one wants to help them. So they all go in and they, they rescue their dads out of this like fucking prison in the middle of nowhere. They get them out and they, and part of it is they have to get on a plane and like fly out of there and shit. Who's in um, it? I think, I want to say like Matt Dillon, I, I want to say was in it. I don't and, think I've uh, ever seen this. I think so, it's called The Rescue. Anyway. Right, clearly don't do this movie for your next one. Because <laughs> no. I've never seen it. I still remember the first time you came to my house, and I'm like, "Let's watch Rain of Fire." Like, what's that? <laughs> like, oh yeah, that movie was so movie. badass. Yeah, it's so stupid though. It's so fucking dumb. It's so stupid. Well, yeah. well, he dies in the dragon. dumbest fucking way. Oh, he jumps in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, kind of like the fucking guy from The Mandalorian last night. Yeah. What the fuck did he jump in his mouth for? Yeah, it didn't I don't do know. anything. It didn't do anything. You have a fucking <laughs> rocket launcher. How long did that kid sleep in that guy in that bird's mouth? Fuck. Right? <laughs> he was in there a long time. Yeah, the stomach acid didn't do anything. Yeah. That, oh yeah. Whatever. All right. Oh my we god. Gotta... Anyway. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, that's our new segment. Uh, we'll have some more of these periodically. You know, we'll still do be doing movie reviews when we get a chance. Uh, not a lot of. I don't know, slim pickings this year, not a lot of stuff we want to see, but who knows. Right. 
might see some stuff, and then uh, we'll try to come up with new segments for you guys to enjoy. And we're going to get our Patreon revamped and and up and running with new material and stuff like that. So as little as a dollar a month, I think. But we'll we'll well we'll advertise that at some point on social media. Anyway, well that was episode three seventy two of Chew on This, a Nerds United podcast on BJ. Rick. Until next time, folks, chew on that. Later.